Possum Podcast. Toot toot. Possum and I are lying out in a field right now with our heads nestled together, and we're staring up at the clear night sky. Night sky sure is pretty, ain't it, Big Al? Oh, it sure is, Mr. Possum. Oh, look, it's a shooting star. Wow. Now that's incredible. And look over there, I see a... I think that's the Big Dipper over there. Oh. Look at that blinking satellite, Mr. Possum. You think it's looking at us? Yeah, it's probably doing some kind of facial recognition thing right now. Spooky. Saying, well, there's Big Allen Possum out in the middle of Old Potter's Field. Ah, oh, this is nice and peaceful, Mr. Possum. You think an owl's gonna come over and scoop me up and sweep me away? I'm worried about nighttime stuff out here. I get kind of scared. Well, that's weird. Seeing as you're a nocturnal animal and all. Yeah, but I'm also a coward. So you probably would be just as freaked out during the day if we were looking up at the sky. Yes, I'm scared all the time. Well, Mr. Possum, with all the campfire beans you scarfed down tonight, I doubt any owl's going to be able to carry you away. It's true, but you could still try and it would hurt. Yeah, maybe they'd... pick that. Maybe they'll get a gang of barn owls together and they'll carry you off together. See, I just don't want that to happen. I, I don't want it to happen either. I'd have to host this show by myself. Let's tie me down like we did the tent. Just kind of put some pegs around me so the owls don't get me. Mm-hmm. Camping's fun otherwise. So we're going to give you the old Gulliver treatment. Yes. A lot to think about when you're out here looking at the night sky, Mr. Possum. Kind of makes you feel small, doesn't it? Big owl. Do you believe in aliens? I do, Mr. Possum. I'm certain there are aliens. How can you be so certain? Well, what do you mean by alien, Mr. Possum? Do you mean like a creature on a planet out in the galaxy? Yes. Well, think about it for a second, Mr. Possum. Because that's what we are. Oh, my goodness. That's so deep. Isn't it? Dang. Just a little something to think about. Big Hal, I got an idea. What's that, Mr. Possum? Why don't we spend the next hour counting down our top five aliens? Oh, that's a great idea, Mr. Possum. I know. Let's do it. Well, I guess this is the aliens episode now. I thought it was just going to be the camping episode. But we'll be back in a moment with our number five favorite alien. Toot toot. Toot toot. Welcome back, buddies. We're counting down our top five favorite aliens from space. Mr. Possum, what's your number five? My top five alien is Alf. 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 Alien life form. What? That's what his name means. 
alien life form. Oh my gosh, I didn't know. Okay, I thought it was just short for Alfred. Anyway, right or Alfie? Alfred the alien. Now Alfie's got a strange playbook as far as being a pet alien. Mm-hmm. Because he comes in and he's just very crass and sassy. Got that crassy sass going. <laughs> yeah. And he wears sunglasses. He's got a Hawaiian shirt on. And he's trying, he's threatening to eat their pet cat. Yeah, he's a jerk. He's a jerk. And he's got all this guff kind of falling out of his little mouth all the time. All the while, this family could just call the cops and have the FBI pick him up. Mm-hmm. And they'd be cutting him up to Mari. The plot of Alf, as I understand it, is what if a jerk lived in a house with some people? Exactly. He ought to be. Folding laundry, making breakfast. Is there anything I can do for you guys? Can I drive the kids to school? Maybe put on a disguise so nobody sees me. Can I take one of the children to volleyball practice? Is there anything you need? But no. Guff. Patrick Guffy. Yeah. Well, he seems to believe that having an alien life form in your house is some kind of incredible privilege that they have to earn from him, right? Right. It's their pleasure. It's their honor to hang out with such a rare creature. But it ain't nothing rare just to be a jerk. Yeah. He's just a small jerk with little round teeth. Yeah, I think I'd rather have a cat than have an elf, personally. I think the reason why he was threatening to eat that cat is because he knows that it was a better pet, the cat. I don't even think... They eat cats on that planet. I think he was just trying to be the only pet. Alf's like the good son. What's going on over on that planet over there where Alf is from? Where it's just like a bunch of Alfs, I guess, just being jerks to each other. And then they got some farms with uh, cats wandering around. I bet you on the Alf planet, Melmac, I bet you Alfs are just constantly at war with each other. Because all the guff. Right. There's no kind of peacekeeping force. It's just a bunch of smart mouth sass everywhere you look. Or, here's another thought, Mr. Possum. What if it's a very peaceful planet because whenever somebody turns out to be a big-time jerk, they ship them off to somewhere else? So we're just getting Melmac's worst is what you're saying? Exactly. That's a shame. Yeah. Why couldn't we get a chill, Alf? I have a feeling Melmac decided we didn't deserve a chill Alf. They were right. Yeah. Big Howe, what's your number five alien? Mr. Possum, my number five alien is Mac. Ah. Mac. I know that one. Oh, you gotta love Mac. This guy has it all. He's charming. He's funny. He's a hit with all the ladies. Uh, We're talking about an extremely handsome alien here, Mac. He's talented, resourceful. He's just a boss, you know? Wait a minute. You you think Mac is handsome? Very much so, Mr. Possum. He's got those eyes and those pouty lips. mm, Oh, mm. yeah, those little puckered lips and his big bulging eyes. The big... I'm not sure that's how I'd describe Mac. To me, I think he's he's just beautiful. He's like a perfect specimen of a person. Yeah, he looks like a bug. He's all clumsy and stuff. He's not... He's not clumsy, Possum. He's, and he's got that incredible voice. He can play the piano really well. Oh, yeah, what a voice. Just that wah, 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 wah. Mm, love it. So you're hot for Mac. Well, 
of course, I'm I'm married and uh, I'm of a different persuasion, if you know what I mean. But uh, I don't know. I mean, different situation. You're hot for Mac. He's hot for Mac, folks. I can appreciate that Mac is very sexy and charming, and you know he's a he's a boss, Mister Possum. Like I said, a boss. Yeah, he's the captain. Imagine Zebo and Whiplock without Mac. Who are Zebo and Whiplock? There's underlings on the ship. There's a uh, the other aliens on there on the ship. What? There's other aliens and Mac and me. Oh, oh, I see what's happening here. You thought I was talking about Mac from Mac and Me. Yeah, well, you said Mac. No, I, I was talking about Mac from Earth Girls Are Easy. He's portrayed by a young, shirtless Jeff Goldblum. Oh, see, this makes sense. No, I do not think Mac from Mac and Me is uh, handsome and charming and a well, boss. Well, of course you don't. Of course you don't. You think that the alien that happens to look exactly like a human man... It's handsome and charming and someone to look up to, don't you? Well, he's also got these cool powers and stuff. And Oh, and those powers just happen to be perfectly imitating a human being. Well, yeah, but like really, really well. Like he can do the voices from the TV. He can play a piano song, having just heard it from the television. You just kind of got like a narrow, vanilla, kind of boring taste in aliens. What's wrong with Mac from Mac and Me? He's kind of got that bewildered look on his face. I think that's something interesting. Well, Mr. Possum, I'm sorry that I don't find Mac from Mac and Me super interesting and handsome. He's a hunk. He's cleanly shaven. He's got a very sexy, mysterious expression on his face, which kind of just looks like he's got an invisible straw in his mouth and he's got a big old milkshake that he's sucking on. Oh, and those big old eyes, Big Al. And you know his breath smells like a Big Mac. Mm. (laughs) And I bet you Mac is like a really good listener Like he'll just call you up and not say a thing And just let you just kind of blurt out your stuff So you are actually hot for Mac from Mac and me Uh, yes Yes, I am Okay Big Hal, what's your number four? My number four favorite alien is the Ewoks. Ah, the Ewoks. The famous little bears of space. Who doesn't love the Ewoks? They toppled an empire. They helped the rebels in their time of need. They opted not to eat some people because they saw a dude made of gold. Mm -hmm. Very cool, very relatable little creatures uh, who eat people, I guess. They definitely ate some stormtroopers there at the end, did they not? Why'd you quit lunch judging these Ewoks, Big Al? Yeah. I mean, it's not like we wouldn't be eating them, you know? Oh, yeah. If the tables were turned. I bet you Ewok meat is good. Look how fat they are. I wonder if that was, like, part of the plan for the rebels, was they were like, they were like, well, we'll stop off on this planet. Oh, and I happen to know there's some very tasty little space bears down there we can, uh, we can munch on. Oh, yeah, I bet their belly meat's, like, Tastes like bacon. Mm. Mm. Delicious little, delicious little space bears. Cooking up a little Ewok in your Ewok <laughs> that you power from your smartphone is just a skillet. That's why they called them Ewoks, because the Empire had little smart walks they would take down there and cook up those little bears with. Typical stormtroopers just kind of naming stuff after what they're going to be when they're food. 
You hear they're doing a new Star Wars trilogy that's just going to be specifically about the Ewoks? Yes. And the tightest part about it is not just about Ewoks, it's about the one Ewok who dabbled in the Sith stuff. Yeah, there's going to be an Ewok who's tempted by the powers of the dark side. I can't wait to spend three movies just figuring out what Darth Walk is all about. Yeah. That's the most fun thing about Star Wars is when you know how it's going to end, and then they do three movies that are just designed to get you to where you know you already have to be. Right. And then you can take little fun little adventures, all of which, of course, have to conclude the same way. And then if things don't perfectly work out exactly right, they can just, you know, sort of, I don't know, erase a couple droids' memories, do whatever they got to do to figure it out. Yeah, there's no rules. It's science fiction. Mm -hmm. wonder what Darth Walk is going to be about. What's he do? Does he float, do you think? You think he floats around? You think he's got a little hood? I'm going to say that Darth Walk probably rides a log, like a, like a witch rides a broomstick. Oh, man. And if Darth Walk is coming after you, you're not even going to have a shot. He's going to be the most deadly Sith Lord of all time. Because he's not going to face you one-on-one and fight you with a laser sword. He's just going to fly at you and hit you right square in the head with that log he's riding. Yes. They'll call him Luke Logwalker. Mm-hmm. No, that's dumb. That's dumb. It was very dumb, Mr. Possum. Yeah. It's a good thing I ain't writing these movies. Yeah. It's a good thing you're not writing these movies that have uh, famously great names for everybody. Here's a question about Darth Walk that I have. Is how are they going to establish that an Ewok is suddenly evil, if even good Ewoks are sort of these savage little bears that eat people. Does Darth Walk just want to knock people over into, like, boiling water and cook them up into stew? And if so, how is that different than the M.O. of the rest of the Ewoks? That's a good question. I, if it were me writing this movie, I'd probably start with red eyes. Uh-huh. Maybe some face paint. Okay, so red eyes would be the main difference between... Uh, a, a friendly Ewok and an evil Ewok. That'd they, be your first clue. Yeah, they both want to eat you. But I think Darth Walk has eaten other Ewoks. <gasps> the forbidden meat. <laughs> oh, no. That, that's how you know he's evil. He's eating the wrong meat. Yeah. And he's luring them in. Like, hey, you want to ride in this log? They're like, you got a floating log? He's like, heck yeah, hop on. So he's got red eyes and he rides a log around. He's like the bad boy in the neighborhood who's got a motorcycle. Yeah, he's come like, take a ride on my hog. Yeah, except he's like, come take a ride on my log. <laughs> toot, toot. Toot, toot. Mr. Possum, what's your number four favorite alien? My number four alien's a, a xenomorph from the alien movies. Oh, yeah, the xenomorph. That's a classic right there. Oh, yeah. He's all creepy looking like a big old black bug, and he's extra wet. Oh, he's one of the dampest aliens that there is. When he opens up that mouth and you see how wet his mouth is, you gotta love a wet mouth. Yeah. Respect to the moisture level of the xenomorph. You never see a xenomorph with a dry mouth. Yeah, I'm surprised the xenomorph's never been put in a commercial for a vino or dove, you know? Just showing off that damp skin. Right, exactly. Maybe it's my natural xenomorphic mucus. Maybe it's Burt's Bees. I mean, the wetness level alone would be enough for me to have him ranking pretty high here. But but my favorite thing about the xenomorph is he's got that little second mouth. I'd love to have a little mouth guy. You'd love to have a second mouth? Mr. Yes. Possum. It's a little mouth that pops out of my mouth, but it's like just my face, but smaller. 
Uh-huh. Like a little Punch and Judy puppet that comes sure. out of my throat. Yeah, and what would you do with your second mouth? That second mouth would have the best gossip. That second mouth comes out only when he's going to spill real hot tea. So hot it'll melt the floor like acid, Big Al. Right, that second mouth does spit pretty hot tea. Yeah. It comes out and it's like, ooh, girl, your shipmate is a robot. But you didn't hear that from me. And then it pops back in the mouth. <laughs> ooh, girl, that corporation you're working for, trying to kill you. Didn't hear it from me, though. So why can't you just say all this stuff, Mr. Possum? Well, when you spell that kind of tea, you got to leave the room. Uh-huh. And you just don't want to have to leave the room. You don't want to be accountable for the gossip that you're spreading. Right, exactly. It's like, I didn't say it, mm-hmm. but my second mouth did. Okay, I see. And if you try to look in my mouth and find it, I'll hide it. It'll be like me hiding a pill under my tongue. I'll be like, uh-uh, it's just my one mouth. I do have to raise one question, Mr. Possum, which is you don't have the best track record of uh, taking care of the one mouth that you have. So I got to wonder... Are you going to have the same sort of lack of hygiene regimen for the second mouth that you have for your current mouth? That's a good question, and I really need to take care of that second mouth because I don't want to lose my gossiping appendage. Mm -hmm. And that second mouth, he he don't like baths, I can tell you that. Right. So I'm going to have to trick him. I'm going to be like, ooh, girl, you're not going to believe this. And I'll be like, what, what, what is it? And then he's going to pop out, and there's going to be a toothbrush waiting for him. He's just going to get plopped into the bath. In space, no one can hear you clean. Yeah, toot toot. Toot toot. Mr. Possum, I have a feeling you have a number three favorite alien you'd like to talk about right now. Yes, sir, I do. My number three alien is Krang from the Ninja Turtles. Krang! Now, I'm getting necessarily from space. He's from Dimension X, but he's still an alien invader. Right. And he's probably not from, like, Earth in Dimension X, right? Probably not. I mean, he's a little squiggly little brain guy with little weird little arms. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's named after, like, the sound when Batman hits somebody. Krang. I like Krang because he's got a bad body. Mm-hmm. But he's kind of found a way around it. He walks around in that big old guy. He lives in his belly. He lives in the belly of a big old man. And he's still living his life. Bossing around Shredder. Going from being a little squiggly brain booger to having a big old man carrying him around. Quite the glow up, Mr. Possum. Oh, absolutely. He's a role model for those of us out there who don't have good bodies. (laughs) That's true. So like how the Xenomorph should have advertised for moisturizer, maybe Krang should be like the spokesman for a gym. A gym? Yeah, like come to our gym and get your own, get your body. Oh, right. Right. Like on the commercial, he's like, I'm Krang. I'm a bodybuilder. I built this body myself. Come build... Your body, the hard and painful way, with exercise, regular visits. Yeah, basically. Now, Big Hal, one day my body's gonna fail. I know that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not just gonna wither away. I'd like to go with the Krang retirement plan. Uh-huh. Where I live in somebody's belly and get walked around. 
And I was just wondering here on the radio if if that belly could be your belly. Uh, you want to live in my belly? Yeah, let's talk about that belly and let me move in when I'm an old man. Now, how would this work? Would I swallow you whole? No, it would be an operation probably. We'd just kind of hollow at your belly and then i crawl in there and seatbelt me in or something so I don't fall out. Oh, so you'd have like a... You'd have, like, a window that you could look out. Yeah, a little window. Huh. And I've got some levers that control your legs. Oh, I'd be I'd lose control of my own legs. Just your legs. You okay. can do what you want with your arms. But I gotta be able to drive. I gotta be able to drive you around. So I walk wherever you want me to walk, which yes. is probably to, like, the dumpster behind Fazoli's. Yeah, but once you get there, those arms are yours. I ain't never going to tell you what to do with them arms and hands. And do I? am I able to speak for myself still? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't mean you're going to be listening to, but just my car. <laughs> Is it Knight Rider? <laughs> so we'll both have mouths. We'll yes. both be We'll both be hollering out whatever crazy stuff we're hollering at at our advanced age. Yes, you'll be old too. It'll be a conversation. You know, we'll get to the dumpster, and you'll be like, I don't want to be here. And I'll be like, well, we're here. Make the best of it. Grab that for me, would you? Ooh, that bread looks pretty good. You can have that. Uh, can we go somewhere else, Mr. Possum? Mm, no, let's let's finish up what we started here. Oh, I would sure like to go somewhere else. Like, say, a street cafe to sit down and enjoy a nice cup of coffee. Street cafe? No. You are not going to spill hot coffee on my head again. I'm in your belly. You don't seem to remember that. I don't want to share this space with hot coffee. It's like a bad hot tub. Mm-hmm. This uh, scenario kind of sounds like it stinks, Mr. Possum. Well, old age is not pretty. Mm-hmm. Big Al, what's your number three alien? My number three favorite alien from outer space is the They Live Guys. Do what now? The alien overlords from John Carpenter's They Live. Oh, okay. Now, these aliens get a bad rap because they aren't up front with everybody about how they look bad. And they do look bad. Gross uh, bony faces. They don't have any eyelids. But as global leaders go, you got to give them some credit. They disguise themselves as humans and placate us all with subliminal messages, which even I got to admit, we've kind of earned over the course of history. It's not like we were super chill about stuff before we uh, got placated, you know? Mm-hmm. And then they tell us to do stuff, and what, what do they tell us to do? They tell us to consume. Well, I like doing that. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with that. I like buying stuff. Love getting me some stuff. And then they tell us to marry and procreate. Uh, okay. You mean find the love of my dreams and ensure the continuation of my species? Uh, yes, please. Thank you. Oh, but they happen to be ugly, so everybody hates them, you know? It's just an ugly guy telling you to have a wife and some kids is uh, a bad, I guess. That's a good point. Nobody likes to be told what to do by the ugly. Mm-hmm. You know? I'm honestly, I got a different kind of beef with them guys. Oh, you do? You got a beef with the They Live guys? Yeah, because, like, they don't really bother to disguise themselves around me. Oh, they don't? No, they've always been real plain about what they're doing. They don't even put their people's skin on around me. So when they showed up, you could just you just saw it was a bunch of ugly blue guys like that showed up. Yeah. And it's kind of insulting they didn't like try to Oh, look, there's a possum over there. Put on your people hat. Nothing. They was just like all like I'm so much of a a non being that they just 
kind of are to themselves around me. Yeah. You know? It's like when somebody changes their clothes in front of you or something, you're like, oh, I can go. And they're like, oh, forget it. I don't care. I don't care. You're just a possum. Who cares? Yeah. You know, they go to the bathroom with the door open next to you, and you're like, that's rude. And they're like, well. I, th- I kind of feel like if I was going to the bathroom and I saw a possum, I'd probably shut the door. Thank you. Just out of a sense of vulnerability. Oh, you think I'm going to bite you? I think that's a natural part of your defenses is to look like you're about to bite me. Pretty much, yeah, in a nutshell. Yeah, yeah. It's just insulting to have these critters coming in and being all secretive and treating you all like you're special. And then around me, they're just kind of like too comfy. Mm-hmm. Well, let's say they were being secretive, Mr. Possum. Let's say they were doing subliminal stuff for marsupials like yourself. What kinds of billboards would they put up? What kind of messages would they sneak into your TV programs to sort of placate the possum population? I guess it would be just like them stupid possum memes. It would be like, scream at your own butt. Okay. You know, eat trash. They would just set up that uh, a possum every hour Twitter account is what they would do. Exactly. It would be kind of uninspired, you know. Just pictures of possums. Pictures of possums. Possum with the microphone. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Possum in a shoe. So maybe like a little bit of subliminal text on the TV that says like, pick up a microphone. <laughs> or instead of obey, it would be do something cute. Right. So that we can have a picture to put on a Possum Every Hour account. That's it. They would try to make me do meme stuff. Yeah. <laughs> just Just big block letters, do meme stuff. Yeah. That's what every <laughs> billboard would say. <laughs> Big Al and Possum, brave, strong, and awesome. Speaking truths and tootin' toots and having tons of laughs. Big Al and Possum, two good boys who've been hollering. We'll comfort you when you are blue and call you when you're mad. Hey, Mr. Possum. Hey, Big Al. I heard you went jeans shopping this weekend. I did, I did. My wife's been complaining that I only wear these clothes I stowed off an old scarecrow. Yeah, they like to see a little variety sometimes, those wives do. Yeah, so I went out to find some jeans. That's a good start. How'd it go? Terrible. Really? Yes. Where'd you go? I went to the jeans witch. The jeans witch? Yeah, she lives out in a cabin in the woods. She's a witch. You know, she likes cooking up kids in an oven and stuff, but she's also a Levi's retailer. Okay. Now... You'd support a business run by an evil forest witch that cooks kids in a big oven. Oh, here we go. Well, it's a valid concern, Mr. Possum. How do you know what everybody who sells you a pair of jeans does in their spare time? No, I do not. There's gonna be evil witches in the woods no matter what, Al, and I need some jeans. So I went to the jeans witch. Okay, fair enough. I go into the jeans witch's cabin and she's like, do you want a love potion or do you want to make a princess sleep for a thousand years? And I'm like, no ma'am, just here for the jeans. Wow. So she brings out some jeans and she says, Mr. Possum, let's start with the Levi's 501s. Classic fit, straight leg, mid-rise waist. Classic look. So I struggle to pull these darn things up and dang it, they're too dang tight. Tight the thighs, tight the knees, real tight the butt. My dang butt looked like a ripe honeydew melon, these dang things. <laughs> and the witch goes, I like the way that looks. 
Which is weird, hearing from a witch, because she's evil. So it might mean that it's bad. Like, I looked bad, so she liked it. Right, but you did go to a witch. I know, how. So I take the 501s off, and she lets me try the 511s. Limp fit, tapered leg, reinforced. So I put them things on. How'd they fit? Tight out. Tight like good? No, tight like tight. Tight in the legs, tight in the butt. Again, I bust nine of them. And the witch says, I like the way that looks. And I'm thinking, she's looking at me like I'm a stuffed tenderloin. She wants to eat me, I bet. Well, you did go to a... I know how. So she brings out some 5'17s. Slim fit, boot cut, button fly, waterproof pockets. Zipper goes all the way around to the back. I love that cut. How'd they fit? Tidy tack. I look like six pounds of pudding in a five-pound sack. But the witch said I looked real good and was licking her lips and stuff. Uh-oh. So she said, is there another style you'd like to try? And I said, yeah, grab a pair of them four seven zeros. And she said, what now? Four seven zeros? And what'd you say to that, Mr. Possum? And I said, yeah, because I'm four seven zero more pairs of these jeans on my butt, you old witch. Toot-toot. Toot-toot. Big Island Possum. Brave and strong and awesome. Speaking truths and tootin' toots and having tons of laughs. Big Howl and Possum, side order of taters on rotten. We'll comfort you when you are blue and calm you when you're mad. Mr. Possum, what's your second favorite space alien? My number two is Pizza the Hut. Pizza the Hut. Remember him from Spaceballs? I do remember Pizza the Hut. Big old pile of pizza just wet and oozing and bubbling like a like some kind of quicksand. Yeah, somehow nastier than the xenomorph. Because it's like a cheese-based goo. Yeah, he's nasty for sure. Here's a question for you, Big Al. What's that? Is Pizza the Hut pizza? Like, uh, I'm sorry, I don't follow. He looks like pizza. We know that. Yeah. Does he taste like pizza? Oh, I, I would think so. Yeah, he's got like pepperonis and stuff on him. What if he isn't pizza? What if he's just a wet, cheesy-looking blob who happens to remind us, earthlings, of pizza. Mmm, that's interesting. That's interesting, Mr. Possum. Isn't that unfortunate for him that he just looks like a food that's very popular here? Yeah, if he landed here and was coming out to do sort of take-me-to-your-leader sort of interaction, and he just sort of slugged out of his ship, yeah. People would just go, oh, free pizza, and just mob him and exactly. just rip him to shreds. Pizza party. <laughs> They'd be like, take me to your leader. Uh, how about I take you to my garlic dip? Yeah. I didn't even order this. Ooh, this is a crustless one. It's just cheese and meat. So, basically, it would just be like a drone dropping off a gluten-free pizza. Right. And then he's eat it all up right there. That'd be like if I was an intergalactic space traveler, and I stopped off at like a... 7-Eleven somewhere on a different planet and I looked down their snack aisle and they had like pretzel rods that looked just like me. Right, you're that planet's pretzel rods. And so at that moment I realized oh, I just look like a discarded pretzel rod on the ground. Mm-hmm. And once they go to pick you up and see that you're screaming and begging they're going to be like, this one's fun. Oh, this one's spicy. You <laughs> got, got a bold party blend on this one. <laughs> Ooh, you can hunt these. <laughs> These are great. They try to run away. Now, now there's a whole other scenario. If they made combos that tried to run away from you, Mr. Possum, would that be more fun or less fun? 
All right, so are they rolling away, or do they have little arms and legs? They have little spindly arms and legs, and they try and they and they yell out their little cheese mouths. Are they fast? Do they scuttle like roaches, or are they kind of slow? Considering that you're selling this to say us, they'd right. have to be kind of slow. Yeah, I'd want a slow combo to chase. I don't really want a challenge. I just want them to to fear me. But would it be too sad, or would it just be fun if they were trying to run away? Maybe if they, like, toilet paper my house and then run away, I'd be like, get back here, you little sum gun, get in my belly. So each one has, like, a little prank that it does. Yeah, they prank you and they insult you and they kind of roast you and then they run off. So that's the that's the, now the combo, is that it's, instead of being just, che- like, cheese and pretzel, it's pretzel and it shoots you with a dart. Yeah, it's guff and pretzel flavor. <laughs> yeah, exactly, roast you. <laughs> and then you get to, and then you get to eat it. That's power. That's power you can't buy. I I guess you can buy this power. Yeah, combos. The power you can buy. Big Al, what's your number two space alien? Possum, my number two favorite space alien is the Jem'Hadar from Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Ugh, so nerdy. Oh, sorry, Mr. Possum. Have we crossed a line into something nerdy all of a sudden? We're in the middle of a show exclusively about space aliens. And you're going to give me guff for how nerdy this one is? Okay, okay. Toupee, toupee. Toupee. Do you mean touche? I meant toupee. You say toupee when you've really screwed up and your bald spot is showing and you've got to cover it with something. Ah, I see. Okay. All right. I didn't know that. I didn't know that's what that expression meant. Toupee, good sir. Toupee to you as well. Anyway, the Gem Hadar. These guys are so cool, Mr. Possum. They're bred to be the ultimate warriors. They have tough, impenetrable skin like a rhinoceros. And they're strong and they can camouflage themselves with their surroundings. They serve the founders who rule the dominion. Okay. And they can't betray the founders at all because they're raised to perceive them as gods. You know, oh. kind of that RoboCop rule. Sure. Plus, they're biologically dependent on this white fluid the founders provide them with. It's called the white. The white? Yeah. Is it like gravy? Yeah, I guess it's sort of like gravy, Mr. Possum. It's a it's a space gravy. Oh, so they're gravy warriors. Yes, they are. They're gravy warriors. I could get behind that. Yeah. Because I think that conquering is probably a big hassle. Mm-hmm. But if I knew that conquering brought the taste of gravy, I'd be Genghis Khan. <laughs> Genghis Khan do. Hey, let's get <laughs> let's get going and get to conquering. Toot toot. <laughs> You got to say it's nothing personal to all the people that you're conquering. You got to say, I'm just doing this for the taste of this delicious space gravy. Mm-hmm. And then when you conquer a place and you got mugs full of gravy that you're singing shanties and you're waving it around and you're like, I did it for the gravy. Uh-huh. Gravy warrior. What is best in life? Ah, to taste your gravies, to see it poured out before you. And to hear the lamentations of its drippings. That is good. Number one alien. Big Al, what's your number one? My numero uno favorite alien is the aliens from the movie Contact. Ah. Now, these are some classic aliens. Super mysterious. 
they send us a bunch of puzzles that we have to figure out. And then they send us like a video of Hitler or something, which is a great intergalactic neg. Ooh, we don't know if they love us or hate us, but we sure can't stop thinking about them. And then when one of us humans proves ourselves worthy for contact, they make us right at home on a beach that looks like a Windows 2000 screensaver where your dad shows up and said he's proud of you before sending you back and eliminating all evidence that any of it happened. The ultimate prank. Have fun telling this story to people who don't believe you for the rest of your life. Have fun dying a crazy old weirdo when we happen to be right here. You know, what a great prank. Right, just ruining a specific person's life on every planet. Just a classic prank. But at least you get to talk to your dad one last time. Yeah. You know what I like about these aliens is that all they really care about is the contact part. Right. That's why the movie is called Contact. Mm -hmm. All they care about is just that. There's no why. There's no next step. There's no developing a relationship. No. There's no exposition beyond the initial contact. They're just into the contact. Mm -hmm. They're like serial daters. You know, they don't want a relationship. (laughs) Yeah, they're doing some speed dating across the universe. Right. It'd be like if there is an alien called Mr. Handshake, and all he wants to do is just come down and shake your hand. Mm -hmm. That's it. Mr. Handshake. Yeah. And then he disappears... As mysteriously as he came. Nobody's going to testify in the, you know, the halls of Congress, but I did too see him and shake his hand. Yeah, I shook a stranger's hand, and he looked weird. And everybody's like, so what? Yeah. Who cares? Adjourned. <laughs> yeah. Good day. All right. Everybody believes you, but also doesn't care. That's the thing. They'll believe you. Yeah. Just, yeah. It's of no consequence. Mm-hmm. Possum, it's time for you to tell me your number one favorite alien. Well, my number one is something you don't really think about as an alien, probably. Probably okay. think of him as a robot. Uh-huh. It's Optimus Prime. Oh, sure, yeah. But he comes from a planet that's pretty much a big car or something. It's a big old machine or a robot or something. Yeah. He's an alien. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to fight about it. Okay. Now, Optimus Prime, we used we used to hang. Oh, you guys used to hang out? Yeah, we was buds. Now, was this before he got all famous? Right. He, you know, back then, everybody just thought of him just as a robot. Uh-huh. Nobody knew he could turn into a truck. Okay. Now, but I always kind of had a feeling he could. Because, you know, of all the truck parts on his body. Sure. Right. And so I'd be like, hey, Prime, you think maybe you could give me a hand moving this couch? And he'd be like, well, I don't know. My, I can't really trust my grip on my hands. I can't really pick up a couch easy without busting it on an accident. So you might want to rent a truck somewhere or something. Oh, man. He would try to get you to rent a truck? Yes. And he's sitting there being a truck? Yeah. I'm sitting there looking at his pecs, which are headlights. Mm-hmm. Looking at his grill. Talking about renting a truck. So I'm, he sat there and watched me pull this sofa onto a truck. Just watching. Hmm. Doesn't sound like a very good friend. But I guess he's no different than anybody with a truck. They could just get sick of people asking for truck favors. Yeah, he's pretty old, right? He's been around for a long time. Yeah. He's probably been, he's probably got a few thousand years at least of people asking him for help moving. He's got eons and eons of stacked up truck favors. You know how many times Optimus Prime has helped people move? Uh, I would guess a lot. Too many. Mm-hmm. But still, you know, we was buddies. We had a big old fight, and we don't talk anymore because I tricked him into honking. 
I startled him and he honked. And then he was all over. And I was like, I knew you was a truck. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't like that. That was a dirty trick, Mr. Possum. You tricked me. And I was like, no, I trucked you. <laughs> toot, toot. toot toot. We haven't spoken since. <laughs> the Big Howl and Possum Podcast. Toot toot. <laughs>